0: today I want to talk to you on a topic called the power of the first. The power of the first. Get your notes out. Let's go right into our text today. God will come to him who is generous and lends freely. And what what he's saying there is you have a heart to give, but you don't try to get something back because you gave. You're not looking for return interest. You're giving expecting nothing in return. You're doing it out of love and compassion. So God, good will come to him. How many want some good this year? Good will come to him who's generous and lends freely, who conducts his affairs with justice. You treat every person equally. Surely he will never be shaken. Anybody besides my family have some shakening going on in 216? I mean, some stuff that rattled your world. He didn't say that there wouldn't be a shaking, but he said, you won't be shaken in it. you've already had some steadfastness, firmly fixed, settled up here in the scripture. Surely he will never be shaken. A righteous man will be remembered for ever because as you and I learn to stand through these difficult times and we're not shaken in our faith, we're leaving a story. Do you know that almost every story we read in the Bible was the product of a person being sh- a shakening going on in a person or a nation's life, and they stood fast to God's promises, and then we get to see the testimony on it, and we preach about it for generations to come. And God's saying there's gonna be a shakening taking place in your life, but you won't be shaken in it, and your story is gonna be a story that people are gonna read for generations to come, and it's gonna encourage their heart and give hope into their situation. Now, I wanna go to our next verse in Matthew leading into the message today. So do not worry. I could say amen, you go home and say, I heard a word from God today already, right? Do not worry. Anybody besides me had to deal with some of that last year? I mean, seriously, come on. Just like, okay, God, how, I know what your word says, but how are you gonna figure this one out, all right? Then how about that scripture that said, I won't put more on you than you can bear? Yeah, either you see more in me than I do or you miss that one. You, you understand? How I many's had that conversation, right? So do not worry saying, what shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? Or, How do we pay our rent? Or, How do we put gas in our car? And, How do we get clothes on our kids for school? Am I preaching to the right church yet? All right? He says, don't worry about those things for the pagans or the sinners or the unbelievers run after those things, that's what they're worried about. And your heavenly Father, he already knows that you need those things. I mean, he's glad you got a heavenly Father that knows our needs before we ask. He said, you're worrying about the things that I've already got taken care of. Let the world that doesn't know me as their heavenly Father have that concern. That should not be your concern. So do not worry, what shall we eat? Look at what he says then. So do not worry saying what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? God says don't worry about that for the pagans run that." but your heavenly Father knows that you need them. Now look at the next verse. I think, here we go. But seek first, here's the message today. But seek first his kingdom. And his righteousness and all these things. What things? What you're gonna wear? Where you're gonna live? How you're gonna pay your mortgage? Where you're gonna get gas money from? God's saying, seek first the kingdom, God first, his righteousness, and your heavenly Father, he's already taken care of those things. So I wanna talk to you today on the power of the first, because God desires the first of everything. How many knows he has a right to ask for that? How many here could just imagine what your life would be like without God? It ain't pretty. So God paid the ultimate price through his son Jesus for our salvation. He has a right to ask for the first because the first determines the level of priority. What we put first screams out what's the most important in our life. And so Genesis, I want to go to a scripture and show you this and let you really see the power of the first with God. Go with me to Genesis chapter four. Now Abel kept flocks and Cain worked the soil. One was a herdsman, one was a farmer. In the course of time, Cain brought some of the fruits of the soil as an offering to the Lord. But Abel brought fat portions from some of the firstborn of his flock. Watch says, The Lord looked with favor on Abel and his offering, but on Cain and his offering, he did not look with favor. Now I want to share something with you here because the Bible says that Abel, he, he had this uh, uh, he had kept flocks and Cain worked the soil, but the Bible said that Cain would bring an offering to God, over a period of time, that what he did was he grew his harvest and he would wait and see how good his harvest was. And once he realized that there was enough for his family, over a period of time, seeing that he had extra, he went and gathered from the extra and brought it to the Lord. And God said, I reject that. Why? It wasn't your first. Abel went and looked at his herd and he didn't wait to see how strong his herd was going to be at the end of the year. He went and took the firstborn of his flock and brought to God the first before he ever saw what his herd was going to look like through the year. And God blessed it because he received the first immediately He said, this belongs to God, I'm giving it to him, and I'm trusting him with the rest, not waiting to see how the rest is gonna turn out before I give something to God. Does that make sense to you? Because what you do with your first tells who and what's priority in your life. And so I wanna take you on a journey today and share with you five areas that God wants to have the first in our life. Now, let me go ahead and make this very plain. God doesn't need our stuff. The economy of heaven's doing pretty good right now. They don't need our band. They don't need our worship team. They got a choir of angels in heaven. You know what I'm saying? They don't, he don't need your money. He's got streets of gold doing pretty well. But what he does want to know is where does he fit in minding your life? And where is he first, second, or third in our life? And here's what the whole message is wrapped around this statement, and I want you to get it today. You hear us mention it often. It's something my wife and I have learned to live on, and that is this. When God gets the first, the door has now been opened for him to bless the rest. When God gets the first of our life, and I'm gonna share with you five areas of your life that I wanna challenge you to give God the first in throughout this year, and you will see the greatest year of your life, I promise you, is that a deal? Number one is our day, our day. We get seven of them a week, our day. God wants to know, is he first in your day? Did you talk to God before you talked to anybody else? Did I rub shoulders with God and his word and worship and the Holy Spirit before I rub shoulders with the world? And I wanna challenge you as your pastor To make sure that we follow the pattern of Jesus, Jesus did it himself in Mark 1. Fairly early in the morning, the scripture said, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. That even Jesus realized that his first of his day belonged to the Father. And that if he wanted the rest of his day to be blessed and saturated, if he wanted that father looking out for those other things, then the father needed the first of the day. Now, how many of you here's a witness with me that those days that you just tired or you just have worry or you let stress or you just don't take the time to give God the first of that day, that's a tough, long day. But those days that I spend with God first And it may just be 15 minutes of your time to start with and just just reading a psalm or or a little scripture from John or Romans and and then taking a moment to just go through the adoration of God, the, the Lord's Prayer, my Father that's in heaven, How honorable is your name? You're my provider. You're my peace. You're my keeper. You're my protector. You're the one who guards me. No weapon today that comes against me is going to prosper because the angels of heaven are camping around about me, and I just want to honor you today. Give me today my daily bread. Forgive me of my sins. And I, I go into a relational prayer with God. I've given him the first of my day. I've opened the door, created an atmosphere for the blessing and the favor of God to flow in my life through the rest of that day. Give God the first of your day. Number two is the first of our week. The first of our week, the psalmist said, blessed are those who dwell in your house. They are ever praising you. Better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tents of the wicked. That, that, that we make Sunday a very important part of our day. Can I go ahead and tell you this? When you came to church today, you didn't just get a check mark. Sunday number four, of January 217. God, are you watching? It's more than a check mark. God is watching you. You did more than just come to church. You gave him the first of your week. You gave him the first moment of your brand new week. You gave God the first. He's watching that. He's saying, that's important to me. They gave me the first of their day. The remainder of that 24 hours, I have the potential and the opportunity to bless. They gave me the first of their week. I'm gonna pour out, I'm gonna shock them with raises and promotions. I'm gonna shock them with miracles and supernatural blessing. I'm gonna intervene in their behalf. I've got angels assigned to them this week. No weapon formed against them is gonna prosper. No disease is going to overcome them. I've got them guarded. I've got them covered. They gave me the first. I'm going to cover them in the rest. It's powerful. So, so don't let coming to church just think I'm giving God an hour, hour and a half. A month. No, no, it's way bigger than that. It's way more important than that. You're giving God the first, and he's keeping record of that. So being in the house of God has many, many benefits don't, don't be a part of that group today. Do you know they say that the, the average church attender today or someone that is considered a regular church attender today is someone that goes one out of four Sundays. I call them visitors, you know what I'm saying? But anyway, <laughs> but I want to give God better than that because he's been too good to me to give him that. You know what I'm saying? And, and it's not God's not up there keeping roll on you. He wants to know, is he getting the first from you? Because when you're giving the first of your week, you've opened the door for God to show up and bless the rest, putting the Lord's day, the first day of your week, the first part of that day, God's saying, I'm gonna open the heavens and bless you and your family. Number three is our year. And every year here at Transformation Church, in January, we give God 21 days of prayer and fasting. We're in our third week starting today. And it's been phenomenal 21 days of prayer as we've entered into this now. And I wanna challenge you, if you're free, maybe you haven't been out, we've had a good group every morning. We meet, come in at the east end of the building down there through those doors, and we have prayer. We are praying with over 100,000 people around America in unison. We are gathering that is in this same 21 days of prayer with us. Can you imagine what heaven is thinking and how heaven's responding when that many people come together and say, God, we're giving you the first of our year, not just my day, not just my week, but the first of my year, because I don't want you just to bless these other 23 hours or these other six days. I want the whole thing blessed. I want the whole thing covered, and I'm giving you the first of my year. And man, we're seeing testimonies happen all over the place already. One of my prayers as you know that we're, we're developing our special needs ministry here, something totally unheard of in a church to this degree. And it took little Jabin to open our eyes to this need. 21% of our county is special needs with a few churches that are even equipped to deal with it. And we've got seven rooms and getting ready to put some of our offices upstairs to make more room for more ministry to special needs. And we got a call last week excuse me, two weeks ago, in the first week of our 21 days of prayer, one of the largest hospitals in this city heard about it through one of our nurses. They've investigated us. One of the leaders of that hospital has put a coalition together. They are going to supply every piece of medical equipment, everything that we need, tens of thousands of dollars worth. They're gonna, the whole building, the whole building. Then they said, we're gonna, we're gonna do an open house where we're gonna invite all the special needs families in our city to come and, and see the ministry on a day and we were gonna do a grill out or something. They said, we wanna cater that whole event. We're gonna pay for it. We're gonna provide everything you need. And then they said, we're gonna do all the marketing for you because we've got hundreds of families that are connected with our system that we're gonna invite. We're gonna do it all for you. I'm telling you, heaven's moving and we're just giving. One of my prayers, in that room, 30, 45 minutes ago back there, a little boy stopped me at the door, never saw him before, a little tiny thing. He said, Pastor, can I talk to you privately? Yeah. And I go, sure. And so I, I took him. I had one of our leaders, you know, because just not going in a room with a kid and watch... And I stepped him in there, and he got in the chair, just so mature, 10 years old, looks about seven. He said, "God spoke to me this morning while you was preaching." Because that's been one of my prayers. God raised up these children. raise them up, not just to be young people in a church, but raise them up to be valiant soldiers in your army." He said, "God talked to me when you were preaching. And he told me that he wanted my life and all of it. This is a little 10-year-old boy. And he said, I gave him all of it today. And he told me, I'm going to preach the gospel just like you're preaching it today. And I'm challenging you today, get in these 21 days of prayer. Don't take them just as a little 21-day thing. Nah, they'll shake the heavens and they'll move on the earth when we touch heaven in our first 21 days. Then he says, I want the first of your tithe. It's gonna get quiet in here for a minute. But don't worry, I'm not after your money. God wants to know where's your heart. And let me go ahead and say, before I speak on tithing, this church does not need your money. We don't take extra offerings here. You'll hear in a moment, the only one separate offering we take But I want to teach you, as I said, part of my role as a pastor is to bring instruction so that you walk in the covenant favor and blessing of God. We run this church like we run my home. We live in the black. We don't live on a debt line. We we operate within what we bring in. We thank you that this is a super tithing and giving church. You're way above national average, and we probably take the shortest, quickest offerings of any church in the nation. Amen. But here, I wanna help some of you today to let this year be a year of walking in financial freedom. And I'm gonna teach you how to do that in about five minutes. Malachi says, will a man rob God? Yet you have robbed me, that's pretty strong. But you say in return, in what way have we robbed you? And God says in tithes and offerings. He says you're cursed with a curse for you have robbed me and some are struggling in your finances and you're not giving God the first, this is something very important to consider. Bring the full tithe. And the word tithe there means the first of. It means the first, the first 10th. Okay, a 10th part is what the tithe means. So what God's saying there, if I bless you and how many knows that he says, you, you're, not, you're not getting the, the wealth that you received by just the work of your hand. I gave you the gift and the ability to do that. So whatever you and I make today, though we labor for it, God gave us the skills, the knowledge, and the ability to go earn it. And God says, all I want to know is, am I first in your money? And all I'm asking is bring me the 10th, the tithe. So if you make a 100 a week, the first 10th of it belongs to me. If you make 1,000 a week, the first 10th, the 100 belongs to me. I wanna know if you'll bring to me that tithe. He says, bring the full tithe into the storehouse. What's the storehouse? That's wherever you're fed the word of God on a weekly basis. And that would be here, that you receive the word of God. God says, bring that tent to the storehouse. Bring that tithe. Let me see that that I'm first, even in your finances, that there may be food in my house. That means that the ministry can function and thereby put me to the test. The only time in scripture that God says for us to test him is with the tithe. God says, you don't believe you can do it? Just test me. Just try it. Just try it. that's all I'm going to say to some of you. If you're not a regular tither today, I'm not pressuring you. I don't look at who gives in this church. I don't know who gives what in this church. I've never looked and I never will. So I can stand here in freedom and preach the word of God and nobody feel like I'm pointing at them. But I'm going to preach truth to you. God says, just test me, just try it, says the Lord, and see if I will not open the windows of heaven for you and pour down for you a blessing until there's no more need. How many would like to have more than you need? That's the word of God. And what God is saying, everybody look at me for a second any resource that God puts in your life. My wife and I, I started tithing when I was 13 years old. My dad taught me, and I started picking fruit. And I own that, from 13 until today, a tenth of anything that comes in my household financially, that first tenth belongs to God if it's my paycheck, if it's a birthday gift, if it's a Christmas gift, if, if we sell something, if we receive something. We've got folks that moved away from this church that were military, when they sold their house, whatever they profited, they sent the tithe because that was an extra gift. People that someone died, and they received an inheritance, that tithe's telling God, the first of anything you bless me with, it belongs to you. And I promise you, just try it and see if you'll not see the windows of heaven open up and God begin to move supernaturally in the finances of your family. I'm gonna give a quick illustration. I saw Richard. Come here, Richard. I need somebody that can jump up here. I think you can. I know he's got a hurt back, so I'm gonna help you. I forgot about that when I I'm called released. you. You're released? All right. I'm gonna ask Richard to help me. I've got $50, Richard. I'm gonna give it to you. Maybe. I need to ask Shannon. No, I'm kidding. I'm going to give Richard this $50. Here's tithe. This is what tithe. I'm going to give you a simple visual of what tithing is. It's not that complicated because Richard, I love Richard, he's a good friend and, and just want to bless him right now. So I'm going to say, Richard, I'm going to give you this $50. It's yours. You don't have to do anything you don't want to with it. But what I'm going to ask you is, do you mind putting a 10th of that, the tithe, do you mind giving it back to the source from which you received it? Not a bad deal, right? No, Because we're going to do this again. Yeah, okay, we're going to do this again. So is that okay with you? Absolutely. Okay, no No argument. So from now on, you don't mind if I keep blessing you, you don't mind giving me a tenth of that absolutely back. Not. Okay, that's tithing. Thank you. God bless you. Let me help you down there. You got it? That's it. That's what God's saying. And you know what tithing is? Tithing is giving back to the source. Everybody look at me. Tithing is simply saying, God, you're first, and I'm gonna give back to you a tenth from the source from which my blessing came. And then God says in Corinthians 9, you do that, and we're gonna keep doing it week after week after week after week. Come on, that's not a bad deal, folks. And that's heaven's master plan of financial blessing in your life. And so he wants our tithe. He wants to know, am I first in your finances? Because you know what, not tithe, I'm not, I'm not trying to beat anybody up, and I want you to see how God sees it. You know what tithe, when he says, bring your tithe to the storehouse where you're fed? Not tithing is like going to a restaurant and enjoying the food and the service, and then getting up and going, it was great, but I'm really in a bad time right now, and I just can't cover it. You ain't going back. How many's glad God's gracious in his house? And he doesn't keep you from coming back, but what you do is shut the door on his ability to bless you. You can keep eating in his house, but you close the door on him and his covenant blessing. And God's saying, I don't want you just in my house. I want to bless you. And so your 10th allows that. Last of all, and I close, is our talents. Our talents. Romans says, the Apostle Paul says, that we have different gifts, each one of us. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. We're having some tech issues, just stay with me. The rain, the rain. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. How many appreciate those guys out there in the rain getting you in the building dry? Security team out there, parking team out there working hard to get you in here. How many appreciate smiling faces when you walk through the door and offering you a cup of coffee and a a worship guide? And how many appreciate a worship team that stood up here after hours of rehearsal and practice and blessed you today? And and how many's glad that there's some children's workers back there with a gift that's not watching your children, they're sowing into your children and pouring into their life? And, And God's saying that in the body, I've put many gifts. They're all different. Some are alike. And I want you to identify your gift because God says, I want the first of those gifts that I put within you. And we have a system here called the Grow track that we take every person that'll go through it through. It's just three Sunday nights, the first, second, third Sunday night of every month. You can start it in February, the first Sunday in February, and we feed you well. And then we take about an hour and, hour and 15 minutes of your time and we help you identify those gifts. We help you identify those passions that God's placed within you. And then we help connect you with a, a ministry that your gift can flourish in. And you get to become a part of something bigger than you and changing people's lives. Do you know many of the people that served you today walked in this building, an attic, an alcoholic, homeless, hungry, broken, empty, miserable, no hope? And today they're serving in their gift because of the grace and the power of Jesus. And they couldn't do that by themselves. They needed to be a part of something bigger than them. And what we want to challenge you is that if you're a part of Transformation Church, if you've gone through Grow Track, get back connected and get on a team and start giving God the first of your talents and the first of your gifts. We're not begging. We've got workers. we got over 140, 150 people on our dream team right now that serve every Sunday. Come on, give our dream team a hand. They're awesome. But we've got room for you to find your place and, and there's opportunities for you to serve. And we wanna challenge you, find those places, find those gifts inside of you, identify them and we will help you. Then connect with something bigger than you because you see, a person is defined by two things. Number one, how they spend their money. Let me get a look at your checkbook, your bank account and I can tell you how you live your life. Really. I can tell you my wife spends much of hers in Walmart. I can tell you. now. in the rave theater. They know her by face. That's part of being a pastor's wife because we're never home. So she goes see a movie. But we're identified by how we spend our money, but we're also identified by how we spend our time. What are you doing with the first of the gifts, the time that God has placed within you? Because you see, not only did God bless us with the special needs at the hospital a few weeks ago, God sent us a young lady that's sitting in here right now that's one of the top people in our county over special needs that does the training, organizes training, does development, writes grants, oversees grants. She's like the person to know if you're dealing with special needs, and she's sitting in this building right now. This is her church, and she's connected with her passion and her gift, and she's going to help us make a difference in the lives of of over 50,000 people in this city. I'm telling you that... That God has placed passions within you. He's placed gifts within you. And, and I've got four empty special needs rooms back there that we don't even open the door yet on Sundays because I don't have the person to serve in it yet. Yeah. We're opening the doors as we have the people to lead. Yeah. And I'm, I'm not trying to put a vision in your heart. I'm saying if you have a passion for children, you have a passion for people that are hurting, you have a passion for families that just need somebody to care, get into grow track. Get on the team, let's go make a difference in somebody's life, in Jesus' name, amen, amen. God wants to know, do I get the first of your day? Do I get the first of your week? Do I get the first of your year? Do I get the first of your finances? And Do I get the first of your talents? And if I get those, you're fixing to have the best year you ever had in your life. And I'm gonna close for the third time as you see, God gave us an example. Some of you, I really want to speak some of you's heart. He gave us an example through the parable of the the talents where he gave one man five talents and and another man two and another man one. The person that he gave five, he went out and used them and blessed them and God, he doubled them. Now he had ten. The man that got two, he did the same thing, went out and doubled. Now he's got four and the person that only had one, he didn't do anything with it. He went and dug a hole and buried it and hid it when Jesus came back he blessed the guy that doubled blessed the guy that doubled and he cursed the guy cursed him he said depart I don't even know you you're not a part of my kingdom I gave you and you did nothing with it and today some of you are disqualifying your gift because it's not somebody else's gift you've dug a hole and you're burying it God today wants you to dig that gift back up because what he did is he went and took that gift that was buried. He didn't give it back to the man. He gave it to the guy that had five and doubled to 10 because he could trust him. And I want to challenge you today. If you're part of Transformation Church, and this is your house of worship. Pray about being on the team. Again, we've got hundreds, over 100 workers and servers, but I want every person in this church operating in your gift, giving God the first of what you, you have inside of you, blessing somebody else through it. Because what that's gonna do is gonna open the door for God to bless you and your household and your family throughout the year. You're gonna see God bring unexpected raises, unexpected promotions. I didn't ask for their permission, normally I do, but sitting right over here is, is a, a couple. And right when we started building this building, we needed an electrician. And he's a certified electrician and, and he was offered a big job down in Miami and he turned it down so that he could stay here and help us get this church done. Turned it down. And, and we paid him a fraction of what he was gonna make down there, but God told him to do that. He said, oh, I gotta sow my gift into this church. He's a new convert. He's so committed to the church, he's got a tattoo of Alabama on this side and a tattoo of the Transformation Church logo on this side. I said, you more committed than I am, bro. But let me tell you what God just did for him, because when you sow the first, of your talent. God just gave him a truck. They're about to move into their house. They've been having to live with family and now God's given them their house. And when you give God the first, you open the door for supernatural things to happen. And he gave him an amazing job right here that was just as good as what he had in Miami and he's staying in his church and God's given him a truck and a house to go along with it. Come on. I'm just telling you today, it works. When you give God the first, he now has the opportunity to bless the rest. Father, I pray over this house right now. I pray, God, your favor. I pray your blessing. I pray, God, that you challenge our hearts today from our day to our week to our year to our finances to our talents. God, we make a commitment today. We give you the first and we're gonna watch you bless the rest. Maybe you're here right now and you say, Pastor Dan, I, I'm here today, and I realize and recognize today through the worship, through the simplicity of this word, that I gotta push some things back in order. And right now, first of all, I need God where he belongs in my life. I'm not a bad person, but I have to acknowledge in my life today that I've taken him out of that role as first. And I've put worry about this and worry about that and concern about this and issues here and my own desires here and he's not first. But today I want to put him back first. I need Jesus to be first in my life. Pray for me. If that's you, would you slip a hand right where you sit? God bless you. Hands going up all over the building. I need Jesus first in my life. I want him to be first. Pray for me. Anyone else? Maybe on live stream, that's you. I wanna pray for you right now. And we're gonna pray with you, about nine, ten hands are raised. And I wanna pray with you and we're gonna pray together as a church and I want you to join me as a church. Say, dear Jesus, I come to you now. You said in your word that I could come to you, confess, believe, and I can receive. So right now, I come to you. I confess with my mouth that you are Lord. I believe in my heart that you raised the dead, and I receive you as my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name, according to your word, I'm saved. I'm a brand new person in Christ Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen.